Hi everyone, welcome to Big Gay Nerds. Uh, it's a pretty special episode this week, as uh, we may have, as we alluded to on the previous recording. Uh, as you might have seen from our social media, we just broke uh, twenty thousand listeners or Yay! twenty thousand total listens lifetime, which is yeah. it. This it took us about four months to get to twenty k from ten k, and getting to ten k took us, I believe, fourteen months. So yeah. that is like a meteoric rise on listens, and we just wanted to mm-hmm. like thank y'all for for everything you do for us, namely like <laughs> listening to us prattle on about some horse mm-hmm. shit for yeah. like an hour at a time every week. Play like, yeah. tabletop poorly for an hour every week. So we have what I believe is now uh, currently the largest recording group that we've ever done for yes. for this episode. It's a uh, everyone who it's our normal cast, all five of us plus a uh, pixie. Uh, Snapper yeah. was also supposed to be here, but he couldn't make it because uh, he forgot that it was today and he was busy doing <laughs> Easter with his family, like, you know, a normal person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so um, to celebrate, uh, we're going to begin a very special game, which, if played properly, could last for the entire rest of human history. Um, to And to introduce it, uh, Owen, since you have the page up, why don't you tell us about the tragedy of GJ237B? All right. So this was originally posted in a Medium article by uh, the system design is by Caitlin Bell. The setting design is by Ben Lemon. He was also the guy who posted it. I'm pretty sure his name is pronounced by that like that. It's spelled L E H M A N. And so uh, let me just. Oh yeah, that could be it too. Um, Sorry, Mr. Lemon, if we got it wrong. Lemon. <laughs> so. Um, let me just settle in here and lay out the lore of this, because it's pretty in-depth. GJ-237, vernacularly known as Luton's Star, is a largely unremarkable red dwarf star located in the constellation Canis Minor. It is 12 light-years from Earth, a distance which renders it invisible to the naked eye. The star itself is only notable for its close proximity to the much larger star of Procyon, which appears as bright as Venus in its planet's sky. Lighten's star is orbited by two planets, the outermost of which, JG237b, is capable of sustaining a biosphere. It is not particularly unique. Humanity. Oh, this is not particularly unique. Humanity in its wanderings has encountered many such planets, met them, studied them, and colonized them, learned to live in their biospheres, or given them new ones. Like on many worlds, multicellular life never developed in GJ2E7b. Unlike those worlds, most of which had a few bacteria or amoeba clinging to life on the edges of volcanic vents or in moist underground caves, the single cell life in J's and GJ237B <laughs> thrived in abundance, developed its own ecosystems, its own evolutionary niches, its own rich, complicated ecological web. But even in this, GJ237B is not unique. What makes GJ237B unique is that the only bio is that is the only biosphere other than Earth to have developed meaningfully intelligent life, even at a single-celled level. This intelligence was utterly different from humanity, utterly alien, completely unrecognizable to the human probes or the human explorers that followed them. It is not that they had a simple analog to human society. They had a rich, nuanced, complicated system of communication and social organization that we will not only never understand, but we cannot never understand because we lack the ability to comprehend their thoughts. 
this intelligent species, or more accurately, intelligent clade, although even the term clade is a terrapomorphism, became a because genetic variation may have formed for them not an engine of evolution but a means of communication, prospered and thrived in the rich ecosystems of GJ237b. They developed technology, though utterly different than our technology, art, though utterly different from our art, and even, we believed, limited space travel. But fundamentally, whatever society existed is fundamentally unknowable. We can only look at the remaining artifacts, some recorded biological samples, the records from our initial probes, and guess. This is because as soon as humans arrived in GJ J- <laughs> GJ237B, our very presence caused a catastrophe which destroyed not only the intelligent life, but their entire ecosystem. The exact nature of this collapse is not well known, it is presumed to be a virus carried on the ship's cat, but nothing now remains of not only the intelligent life, but any of the other life from their planet. GJ237B is now a cold, dead rock, a monument to the worst mistake humanity has ever made. Are, are they okay? Game, no, they all Well, dead. this game... They died. Oh. This, There's a horrible game, extinction event. Oh. Yeah, we fucked up in the oh. future. This we game is about... This game is about the societies and cultures of GJ237B. Materials for play are printed out of these rules, paper both lined in white, character sheets, pencils and pens, at least one set of four 12-sided die in unique colors. I like that they went for 12-sided die. That's my favorite die. Yeah. Like, yeah. D12s get, like, a really hard time. Like, basically the only game that uses them is, like, D&D. Nobody respects the D12. Yeah. Yes. I think, um, not to get too sidetracked, but I think Order of the Stick had an entire, like, side comic about that. <laughs> no that one sounds uses, plausible. No yeah. one uses D12s except for barbarians. Anyway. Um, That's not how you treat pre- a platonic solid. That's just messed up. Yeah. Mm. For preparation, uh, you arrange the above-mentioned materials to play around a table in a room, which is not part of a regularly trafficked area. Ideally, it should only have one door. And for playing the game, stay outside the room. Do not go in. The game being played in this room is about the history, species, and cultures of GJ237B. It is not something you can play or even understand. Do not enter the room. Don't look at it either. <laughs> and when someone opens the door, they are the human explorers that have arrived in GJ237B. The game immediately ends. We do not play out the catastrophe. Thank so, you. So, Saturn. Thank you, Gina. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, I have taken the reins of establishing the playing field for Tragedy of GJ237B. Um, I have elected to host the game inside my master bathroom for a very tactical reason, which is that there is another bathroom very close by, which I can easily use. And (laughs) since Al and I are always in this room, we can make sure no one else uses the master bathroom, which means this game of, of, of tragedy can theoretically never end because there will be no tragedy because no one's ever going to go inside the master bathroom ever again. We will will preserve GJ237B. This is how we're metagaming. No, I'm going to go pee in the other bathroom. Just not in that one. That was off limits because we're we're playing a game in there. Um, I I have actually departed from the rules a little bit um, because mainly because I cannot actually fit a table and chairs in my master bathroom. <laughs> so I have elected instead, in the spirit of the game, to allow the uh, microbial cult- bioculture in my bathroom to uh, develop <laughs> its own uh, table and chairs and whatnot out of uh, out of microscopic dust particulate and so it's, on. It's like BYOB, but with a table. In there for him? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I figure they'll be able to set up their own play table and uh, I mm-hmm. guess develop their own like their own actual play podcast around the, the, the yeah. this game they have invented Excellent. simultaneously with us. <laughs> um, yeah. But I guess in the meantime, that's happening in there and we don't actually, like, we're not we're not involved with it so I, yeah. we're just gonna have to chill out and wait and see yeah. what yeah. happens. Like, I guess. like just like just just shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's actually pretty good idea because uh, I if I know if I just sort of sit here silently, I'm going to go bored out of my mind. So we should probably actually try and fill time a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. And we're gonna have to get used to it because this is gonna be a real long block. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. If, 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 if <laughs> the rest goes, of human history. If this goes right, this game this game will continue after all of us have died and we have had to hire like a distinct replacement set of podcasters. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can set, oh, set up like a whole sort of quasi-religious uh, thing down through the ages to not go like to keep people out of that bathroom. I'm not going to be alive to see it, so I'm not going to think about it too much. I, I like What's the in- idea of like making people fight to the death to appoint them to like fill our role in the podcast. You know what I mean? Like uh... in or yeah, see, Oops. Like, this is like... just blitzed enough to understand how cool this idea is. So we basically have champions to represent yes! us after we and go. They, after oh. we're gone, we have like the champion of Sarah and the champion of Oates, and they <laughs> oh, fill they fill our roles. They like become they unto take us. What we're basically doing is, is, like is we are basically making a more ambitious version of Death Blurt. <laughs> where we have to update the podcast once a week instead of once a year. Yeah. Oh, death what? Oh, also speaking of, speaking of oats being blitzed, it is important to I should inform the uh, the listeners at home that yeah. uh, I have informed our play, our well not our players but our cast ahead of time about the the grueling expectations of uh, of being present while this game is being played in another room, and as a result, uh, we have all elected to drink. No, just not all of us. Now, unfortunately, uh, I do not actually have alcohol, so uh, right now I am sitting here with a very tall can of Arizona green tea. But (laughs) as you can probably tell from Oats, and maybe to a lesser extent, Sarah and Levi. uh, I just barely got started. Don't worry, you'll get there. Maybe I've been pre-gaming. Yeah, I would have, but I didn't think to. I was just like, like... Like, it got to, like, 4.35, and it really snuck up on me, you know? I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, it's time to start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's all good. So, um, I guess we just the... sit around and talk? Yeah. 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 So, uh, who wants to go? Who wants to start first? <laughs> How so, is everybody? I was about to ask the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, you must be soulmates. Uh... <laughs> I guess I guess I guess no. I'll go first since I've been talking a lot anyway. Uh, yeah, I've I've been doing well. Uh, I've been plonking away at uh, master's coursework, and I kind of actually have an idea how my last like two or three semesters are going to actually plot out. Oh, God. And then also okay. my favorite band, fin- or one of my favorite bands, finally released another album lately, and I've been they listening to that. They might be giants. No, oh, actually, no. they did release an album in January. Uh, yeah. I've been listening to uh, Yamantaka Sonic Titan's newest album, Dirt, I, which is dirt. very, 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 very good. <laughs> okay. I'd never heard uh, of them before you like retweeted like the one song, but that one song was pretty dope. 
Yeah, they're basically like they're this uh this music collective from Canada that's like composed like entirely of uh I think uh mostly like Asian American and uh or Asian North American rather and like First Nations uh members. And uh they call I think they call their genre no wave, as in like N O H wave. And it's very oh. like uh, uh classic Japanese theater aesthetics set over like metal rock operas, basically. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've some other stuff before. Yeah, it rules. It, it fucking rules and like their latest album is like very explicitly like this is the heavy, heavy metal album, and also mm. there's like eighties glam metal stylings in there too, and it's like oh, super man. rad. Yeah. So that's, that's been my week, basically. That's rad. I'm really, like, anticipating the day John Darnielle of Mountain Goats finally makes that metal album he's been dying to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really want the guy who, who fronts the Mountain Goats to, to make a metal album, because he's obsessed with heavy metal music, right? And right. so I just I just think it would be great if John Darnielle would, like, scream into a mic for, like, an entire album. Yeah. John Darnell, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> John Darnell is absolutely listening to this goddamn podcast. This is a man who, like, I always thought John Darnell was cool in, like, that nerdy way. I mean, he's, like, he's like a dad now, and it's weird, yeah. because I've been listening to Pot the Mountain Goats since I was, like, um, like, 19. And so, like, you know, they're, and maybe not 19, but whatever. Um... But, like, I, I started following him on Twitter, and he's, like, constantly posting about his fucking D&D games. And I'm like, I'm like, shit, you're so cool! If, if John Darnell is listening, I want to thank you for, like, introducing me to the works of Brian Zand. Yeah! And, oh, like, shit! The, the Word of Life Church in Missouri. They have fucking, <laughs> they have, like, sermon casts. Like they'll put it up, yeah. He'll put his sermons oh, yeah. up on YouTube, and it's been excellent because I like I never get to get out to church, and when I do, I'm extremely awkward because I was not raised to go to church. Mm. Huh. I I had never considered the the sheer uh like liturgical power of just being like, hey, <laughs> let's just like word. asynchronize these worship services. <laughs> Liturgical yeah. power sounds like a D&D term. Yeah, it's my it's I... my eighth level spell. Uh, <laughs> it makes you think that I'm God. But... <laughs> to, I love it. To uncomfortably pinpoint exactly where I am in the locality of Oregon, I got very excited. I got very excited because um, I'm going to be going to a floater concert next week. In, a what? Um, a floater is uh, like a weird like uh they're a, they're a hard rock band uh from portland here uh okay. that focuses oh, yeah. a lot you on me them. i checked them yeah. out they're like really cool very punk they... stuff sort of yeah they do a lot of concept album stuff and like really weird like uh like genre like uh changes in the middle of a song is like oh. what they're what they do a lot like one of them was just like a sort of a flogging molly like kind of parody and then it jumps straight into like glam rock about halfway through oh shit yeah that I'm rules yeah, that, that yeah they're really rules. cool wow yeah i'm really into that oh yeah i went to a dropkick murphy's concert um Ooh. 
like three weeks ago. This one fucking idiot would not stop jumping on me though. He like kept trying to, and I don't think it was like in like a like a, let's 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 grab a harassment a way. Yeah, no, I don't think it was like in like a sexy like harassment way. He was just sort of like a one man mosh pit sort yeah. of. Thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> he, he was just really trying to get you into the show, and you just like weren't you were just no selling all of his attempts. <laughs> I was I was in, and I I swear to God, I was in a capsule corp t shirt and a leather jacket, so I was really that's working. a hell of a look. That's yeah. a fucking look, yeah. And um, this guy was just constantly like jumping on me, and I finally like had to turn and look at him. And I was like, "Dude, you have to stop!" And he like immediately like stopped and backed off. And I was like, "Sweet, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking touch me!" Yeah. So that was that was mine. That was that's all I've done lately. You came here to have a good time, and you were feeling really attacked right then. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was having a good time, but I was also like, I don't fucking know who you are. Don't touch. So okay, shit. This is such a this is such a fucking conversation shift. But like in terms of like, I don't know who you are. Don't touch me. So like six months ago, we hired this new guy at my place, and he's mm-hmm. like, as soon as I met him, he was like, disgust. God, I hope nobody from my office listens. Whatever. Everybody in my office knows I hate this guy. <laughs> So if you're listening out there, then you know I fucking hate you. I hope this guy specifically is listening. I hope so, too. But, like, (laughs) this guy, he goes to shake my hand. Like, he he got hired, and he was introducing himself to the office, and the problem is that he's, like, really gross. He looks, like, dirty. And and I'm, like, a big, like, like, don't touch me. I don't like, you know, don't touch me in general kind of thing. But, like, this guy sticks his hand out, and according to my supervisor, I made this face at him. Like, I was just so disgusted. And I, like, kind of, like, barely put my hand in his, and I was like, bye. And so... (laughs) I know! It was so rude! And I, like, know it was rude, but also, like, don't fucking touch me! If you don't... (laughs) Like, if you don't know me, don't bro me. The handshake is a pretty weird sort of just social construct. Thing. Yeah. yeah, like, like here, let's let's let 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 grasp each other briefly. What's weird to me about the handshake? What's weirder to me about the handshake is that like it originates from a point in European history where people still didn't bathe. <laughs> so, no! so most of European history is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's like, it hey, not only really are we dirty, but also, like, I'm going to touch your hand, which is, like, the most, the dirty, the, the dirtiest most horrible part, part yeah. of your body, with Man, the most horrible part imagine, of my body. I can't um, imagine how, like, an entire third of the European population was killed by the Black Death. <laughs> That's what I just think about. I think a lot about, I think a lot about how a handshake at the end of the day is just, like, like a ritualized version of patting somebody down. <laughs> Oh, you mean because like, it's okay, just like so this yes. hand doesn't have a weapon in it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like sense. all right. It's know. like hey, hey, have my weapon hand. All right, we have each other's weapon hands. We're not going to stab each other. We're good. Okay. I guess okay. yeah, but then they, they 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 stab you with the blade that they're palming in their non-handshaking hand. That's yeah, oh, because I'm a southpaw. <laughs> yeah. Ah, those lefties. Yeah, no, us lefties <laughs> yeah. are not meant to be trusted. Yeah, yeah, don't fuck with us. I was, I was. Wait, a... le- Oats, are you left-handed? Yeah. Oh, me oh. too. Holy I... shit, we really are the same person. That's awesome. I was, I was like... oppressed. I was oppressed as like a three-year-old, and like I was born left-handed, and like no, yeah. my wait, grandmother. Were you one of those... liter- yeah, my my. Oh, she, fuck I was a... off. 
I was about to say she beat it out of me, but that's a horrible thing to say because she didn't do that. Um, <laughs> but she did, however, basically force me to learn how to be right-handed, and now I can't <gasps> use my left horrible. hand anymore. I was oh, reading geez. there's like yeah because people think it's like a sign of the devil and shit it's like a religious oh thing, yeah but... oh yeah make no mistake she is like that. a super crazy like like oh. I, I was gonna say not crazy Christian because also like I don't think it's a very helpful term but like she's like one of those people who's like has this cultish mentality that is very much an expression of some deeper seated problem holy yeah. shit yeah. Mm. so yeah I, I wow I use my right yeah. hand now but I was born left handed oh my god that sucks holy shit that's like oh, the craziest man. thing because like my whole family like my dad and his brother and like his his grandpa and me are like we're all left-handed so it's like a hereditary thing um man that sucks man i've never had anybody tell me that that it was like and you'd think like i live in fucking alabama you'd think i'd have like one crazy grandma who's like you're like from the devil because you uh right with your left hand but it crops up if your family's catholic because my my oh, really? grandmother yeah oh. my grandmother tried that Here's the thing too, like my grandmother is neither Catholic nor from the South. She's from like New Jersey. <laughs> is she like Baptist? Oh. Is she like Baptist? Because like Baptist. I don't. I don't know if she's even denominational. What? <laughs> oh. so she's just, so I no don't know offense, if it's... No offense. She's just crazy then. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen her go to church. No. Those are. That's the worst. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm. I, I want to do this, but I don't want to have to like. I don't want to have to meet anybody in the process. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! This is a mistake. Um. <laughs> hey, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, so. Owen, Levi, how are y'all? Uh Oh um. Oh, go ahead. Oh uh, I'm I'm doing all right. I know Oats was gonna say something. What are you gonna? Sorry, Oats. What? Oats doesn't remember what he was gonna say. Don't play. Okay, fair. What? <laughs> he might have got the wrong I idea. I might have misheard. I'm you sorry. No, oh, you no. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Oats definitely started saying something, but it has been gone for long enough that Oats has for sure forgotten what he was going to say. <laughs> where did I? Wait. Where am I? <laughs> You're in your house. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> What time is it there? Okay. Is, it like, um, is it like 3 p.m.? Yeah, it's like 2.30. It's 2.30. Jesus Christ. You're blazed out of your mind at 2.30 on a Sunday. I think Jesus is going to come get you, Oates. <laughs> he's um, back now. He's going to have He's gonna have to get through like the 8 million spirits that I have like an animistic... Uh, Reverence for some fucking shit. That's a good point. You're, you're oh, creating, like, you're creating right. a, a Okami esque Amaterasu barrier out of your faith for for animistic deities. Je- Jesus can't get me. I'm behind seven deities. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think things are all right over here. It's finally warming up. Um, there's some like. I had a job interview that went pretty well recently, so fingers crossed about that. Oh, yeah. That's not good po- nice. mm. But that's not good podcast talk, really. No. I've mostly just been sitting around and thinking about games. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I life. understand. It's fine. I do the same thing a lot. <laughs> I've been alright. I've been doing about, like, 32 to 35 hours a week, but, like, six days a week. You know uh, how they do you? Yeah. So... 
So I was at work today until 1 o'clock. Like, it wasn't too busy, obviously, because it's Easter, but right. still. Still. Like, Honestly, I, I prefer it when it is busy, because, like, then... You do, right, you don't notice yeah. time passing. Yeah, and you're kind of, like, tethered to one spot for the most part anyway, yeah. so you might as well be busy. Yeah. I worked retail for five and a half years, and honestly, like, I preferred it when it was busy every single day. Mm-hmm. Like... Because otherwise you start to lose your like. I mean, like okay, people who who come into retail places. I know you're not retail. You're you're foods. You do your first. Yeah, I'm at I'm at a coffee shop basically. Right, but it's kind of the same concept where it's like yeah. people are the worst. But at least talking to horrible people like passes the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, during certain points of the year, I worked at Toys R Us for a couple of years, and there were times when you would just be like roaming and staring at the shelves because I made you straighten the shelves, but nobody had right. come in for three hours, so mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with the mm-hmm. shelves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pour one out for Toys R Us. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, damn, yeah. that's right. Rest in peace, toy industry. You're gonna be dying in like twenty mi- in like twenty years. No, twenty minutes. Twenty years is optimistic. <laughs> Yeah, like toys, books. (laughs) Twenty years is like the time frame in which basically every brick and mortar store we've grown up with will have been gutted by venture capitalists. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Is this about to turn into the socialist power hour? Because I'm here's here's the real April Fools. This is now my communism podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I tricked you all. I tricked you all to this game that will never finish, and you're going to have to deal with my ass for the next forty years. I ripped off my shirt. Time to read Capital. I'm ripping over my shirt slowly to reveal that I have Charlie Chaplin underneath it and screaming yes! that I'm an anarcho-socialist. God. <laughs> oh no, we just uh, lost like 50 listeners. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Also, Charlie Chaplin's really cute, and that's why I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, we're big gay nerds. Yeah, yeah, make no mistake, yes. the gay part is still here. I never, uh, yes. I never heard somebody say that about Charlie Chaplin. But, honestly, look, I mean, let's be real. If they are from like the golden age of cinema and they have a mustache, I'm into them. That is a, a subgenre that I didn't expect. I mean, like that's a lie. I absolutely expected that out of you, and yet I'm still surprised. It's <laughs> like anybody like Gomez Adams adjacent. <laughs> that's, that's it. Man, Ralph Julia is really cute. Yeah. Uh, rip Raul Julia, man. Too many of our good, I didn't know he died. Mustachioed uh, Hollywood guys, uh, just like yeah. gone. Yeah, like now we got the guy is, who is played Raul Julia really, that's really dead? It, and he's like you know. Yeah, Raul yeah. Julia died like right after Street Fighter. That was his last movie, dude. For, yeah, and it was it right after Street Fighter. I thought he didn't die till like actually surprisingly recently. No, yeah. he died. He died like four. Yeah, oh, he died in the middle of the ad- the last Adams Family movie and Street Fighter. He basically like finished Ooh. he finished doing his recordings and stuff, and then oh. he passed oh, away. Like, that's a that's a fuck of a movie to go out on. Huh? The, he he like, died yeah. as M Bison. Yeah, it he might died have been as Tuesday for you, but he, for him, he died from the- food poisoning. What? Oh, what? Yeah. And early oh, no. yeah, because he had the burning season in Mexico. Julia, Julia, whatever, contracted what? food poisoning after consuming sushi because he had undergone undergone stomach surgery a few months earlier for an infection. Julia was airlifted to Los Angeles to receive medical attention. He recovered and returned to Mexico to finish the movie, but he lost several pounds and was physically weakened despite poor health. Completed that movie. Eager to continue his plans to play M. Bison and Street Fighter. Oh, so this was an ongoing thing for a little bit. Yeah, he oh had can- he had. Oh, they filmed he Street had Fighter cancer. in Australia. I didn't know that. Okay. 
Julia felt this film would allow him to spend more time with his children who were yeah. video games. No! Yeah. no! This was supposed to be this a fun this... episode and you're bringing it down. I no, I'm segue... having a I am having a good time. I just had to segue on to, onto a, a similar thing about how the guy who played uh, Eraserhead and also the cool like old dude from Twin Peaks oh, like died very oh. shortly after that show got filmed and I was like, no, that's it was... too sad. Oh no, he like he was like doing a thing, he had abdominal pain, it was like it's like, oh, whatever, and then he had a stroke. Well, no, because oh, what, what, what happened is his wife had died, like, a year or two before. Oh, like, I'm still horrible. talking about Raul Julia. Oh, okay. I thought you were that, moving on to that guy. I'm like, no, he got in a yeah. drunk fight at a Dunkin' Donuts, then died of a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, no. Jesus. Holy shit! We need to change this. Pixie, <laughs> how are you doing? What's that guy's name? I'm, I'm just good. finding out which Dunkin' Donuts he died My cat finally calmed down. She was running around, okay. like, the entire time up until now. Pixie, you have a good. cat? I have many cats. Holy <laughs> oh, shit! Cats. How many cats do you have? There, there's two in the room right now. <gasps> oh. Magic. There Jack Nance, are four more, I believe. Damn. What? I wish You're I I wish six? I could hear them over Discord, but Discord like filters that stuff out, which is like good, but also like I wish I could apply that filter, but not to cat noises. Yeah, <laughs> like if. Like, if uh, I didn't have the door closed and I didn't have two pop filters and it wasn't Discord, oh. you guys could very clearly hear my cat screeching at the top of his lungs because he wants to get Yay, peaches! Fucking asshole dumb shit okay. cat. One of so them I looked it up and Jack Nance did not die at Duncan's Donuts. It was a, a Winchell's <laughs> Donuts? <laughs> in, Cal- in, like, in California. So, oh, she's well, never heard California, of Winchell's so, yeah. Donuts. Oh my God. It's probably a local chain, but the the effect the, what effectively happened is he, I believe he was drunk and got in a fight with someone at a donut shop and then like went oh, to his apartment shit. and just later died of complications. Okay, okay I have it, to. It says I like under. Okay. Go he ahead. said uh, he lunched with his friends. Um, he had a visible crescent shaped bruise under his eye, and when oh, asked about it, he related to them the story about a brawl outside of Winchell's Donuts store on the morning of December 29th. He oh described God. the incident as I told off some kid. I guess I got what I deserved. He soon went home compla- complaining of a headache. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, see, okay, this Twin is Peaks is, like, mildly cursed. There's, like, so many people who, like, basically within a year of that show, of that show, like, finishing filming, just, like, died. Okay, yeah. see, I'm gonna fuck up the, the tone of this episode and bring Please it back do. around. Oh, because, we already have. Go for it. <laughs> because as soon as, this is, like, how the state that my brain is in right now, as soon as you, so, like, said Eraserhead, I was like, the guy from Hiroaka? <laughs> oh, no. oh my god, get out of here <laughs> Fuck you <laughs> He's oh. dead now too Because I, I wrote I wrote to Horikoshi and asked him to kill him <laughs> You wouldn't fucking kill Mineta You asked that You, you asked Horikoshi no, you, say that, you say that as though Horikoshi would ever kill Mineta Who is basically his self insert That's the fucking worst god. I'm gonna fight Horikoshi in a in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd kill myself. Insert. I yeah, because yeah. Mineta is the fuck. Does anybody enjoy? I don't even. You know, yeah, like, Horikoshi does. That's no, why he's still in the comic. I just mean, like, I'm talking about like even like the assholes on Reddit who are like haha titties. Even like those guys. I don't even think they like Mineta. I don't think anybody but Horikoshi likes Mineta. Well, so that's what the I'm thing saying, about writing. When you write a like manga with a huge cast like that, you can just like have your favorite 
like boy in there. Like even if everybody <laughs> hates them, you're like, ah, what are you gonna do about it? Mother, Stop reading. <laughs> Horikoshi writes like a damn good shonen manga, except for the fact that Mineta is there. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Mineta's gonna be get, gonna get like a fucking hero moment. I'm he, sure that will make me want to like fucking die. Are you kidding me? That is, I do. I don't like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I just Shit. I don't. Uh, Fuck. That that got me thinking though on the subject of anime. What was I? I feel like I you should, uh, nurse. You should bring up that plan you had because I feel like that's something. My, oh, that, oh, my bro, uh, my Broly plan is that what is that? Yeah, I think that's good radio for you to regale us with that plan. Okay, again. my plan, and I think we might, if everybody is like around this evening, we should do it because um, I'll do like screen share because Discord has screen share, right? Now? Yes, I don't know. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, it, it does. does. Okay, cool. cool. So nice. the plan is at some point in the like near future, uh, Benjamin, who co-hosts. Um, my other podcast, which I'm going to plug right now. Hey, I host another podcast yeah. <laughs> called The Gorge, where me and my friend Ben talk about video games for like this two is, hours. Wait, and sometimes I like show up. <laughs> this is the longest like start to Gorge plug <laughs> gap there's been. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking plug The Gorge at any possible opportunity I have. Anyways, Ben and I want to to get like even more trashed. Although I'm already running out of vodka, so it might not be tonight. Um. And we want to watch like the Broly, like the other two Broly movies, because we've so, like, oh, the, so not the original, not because I've already watched the original. The, oh, sorry, if you're not aware, and like, how are you not? If you listen to this podcast, but like the Dragon Ball Z, like Broly, the Legendary Super Saiyan movies, there are two more, and they also suck shit because because <laughs> Koyama, who writes these movies, is like obsessed with Broly, and <laughs> like I, I wish I had. Uh, shoulders uh, the size of a basketball. His tits in the fighting game are so huge that they honestly uh, like, like upset me. It's like weird. <laughs> <laughs> like Broly almost... takes up so much of the screen in Dragon Ball Fighter Z that it, it makes me mad. Yeah. Um, I really like, like in fighting games when there's someone who's just way too big to be in the game. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Funny. I'm the Canadian guy from Street Fighter Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so there's big a, that the oh, other one characters' attacks do not game. actually clip through him properly. Oh God. <laughs> God, or like Big Band and Skullgirls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so we still gotta play Skullgirls sometime if you ever yeah. get time for real. Oh yeah, we mentioned Skullgirls, and now you guys gotta talk about Skullgirls. Look, somebody's gotta nah, play I'm good. <laughs> I, I like I like point. I like fighting people as like half naked dudes and Skullgirls delivers once so I gotta try yeah. it. <laughs> That's why Dragon Ball Z is like why girls watch Dragon Ball Z, right? That's yeah. why I watched it. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, somebody pointed that out on Twitter the other day that like why did so many girls watch Dragon Ball Z? I don't fucking know. Maybe because it's just a bunch of buff guys without shirts or wearing spandex beating the shit out of each other for twenty two <laughs> minutes a day. Fuck if I know why girls watch Dragon Ball Z. Fuck you. You got me. And, man, I got off topic. Anyways, the point is, I want to get even more trash. What topic? <laughs> Broly. I want to get Come more trash and watch the other Broly movies because Broly sucks. Broly is the worst <laughs> anime movie I've ever seen. And I watched a lot of anime movies in my life. Yeah, you said like the I, other I, two were bad. And I was like... I don't, I don't remember the first one being all that great either. No, like, <laughs> like, like I love none, the, of, the, none uh, of the Dragon Ball Z movies are like. Okay, I think there's maybe one good one. Like all DBC movies is the same. Okay, yeah, but Battle of Gods is really cute. 
Wow, that doesn't count. That's like a. I, that's like I a, love the Neil okay, that's true. It doesn't count. Rolly Quest. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that existed. Oh, what? No, no, it's, it's a, it's a joke about Brody Quest. Oh, Brody Quest. Boo. Boo, I got excited for a minute there. That's you got excited for Broly content? <laughs> what are you high? Yeah, because I was hoping it would be about how much Broly sucks. Broly is the legendary Super Saiyan, and he's motivated by a crying infant. <laughs> That, you know what that 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 raises something for me. I don't. I'm not sure if I've ever heard like a juxtaposition. Oh wait, I, I'm pretty sure that like I don't follow. Uh, hmm. <laughs> this is this could be something that is very easy to disprove, but I'm not sure if Neil C. Sariga like knows of any anime besides Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I this would, is what you had to tell me. I would completely believe that Neil C. C. Riga does not watch anime at all, and like does not care about it at all. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm positive me. that Neil C. C. Riga doesn't care about anime. The question is like, does he is he just it? like disinterested, or does he like willfully abstain himself from the knowledge of anime, <laughs> think... and thus his only point of reference is Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> These questions are too philosophical for me right now. Can we like tone it down? <laughs> <laughs> we, could just, we could just ask him on Twitter. That's something we can do now That's since we point. live in hell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Weren't there, weren't there other anime characters in Ultimate Showdown? Yeah, but that was just a list of like. That's true. But like, I also think That's now I think about it, I feel like it was just Goku or like other DBZ characters. I, I think it was just, like just just DBZ and Pokemon. I don't think there are other anime characters than that. That's true. I'm not. I, I think. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember Goku. <laughs> I feel like there, I feel like Goku's definitely... in there, but also I don't know. Well, I'm gonna go look up the lyrics. You guys keep talking. <laughs> hey, I was about so, to let's... Say, I, so I haven't like listened to that in about a decade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. I was gonna ask. Hey, what was your like formative ass animes? Oh. I want to see how weeb the rest of y'all are. Oh god! Let's see how the whole. Let's see how how deep that hole. How can do sink. you Look. define formative? Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. question. My my first like very first anime were like when I was three years old, like Totoro, The Noozles, and Sherlock Hound. But it oh, was a while good. later until uh, wow. I knew what anime actually was. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think I could just. I think let me let me let me say the one that like. Hold on. Y- where Before you we first c- kind of got like fascinated by the concept of anime and or kind of attempted to make or find a fandom for like a particular one. Probably. It was all around the now, same time for me. It was oh, Sailor Moon, Tenchi, Card Captor Sakura, Monster Rancher, and Digimon like all at once. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have an import- I have an important news update. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. uh, consulting <laughs> the lyrics of the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny there are actually zero references to anime what oh wow <laughs> the closest are there video game references uh no oh, no i don't believe so i'm looking back over fuck? like the closest thing is that he mentions godzilla and also he mentions the power rangers which i believe are from what low tier nerd bullshit <laughs> is this um i get, like if i had to guess it's like fucking like Americana 90s nostalgia, so it's exclusively yeah. bad shit that white yeah. people made. Yeah. I think that Neil C. Siriga just sort of pl- sat in his room and like made MIDI files for about 20 years. <laughs> he, yeah. He's the yeah. living incarnation of that John Mulaney joke that's like, yeah. I look like I just sort of sat in a room for 28 years <laughs> eating saltines. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. what I was trying to invoke there. <laughs> 
But like, no, as, sorry, as long Neil, as he I'm keeps sure you're on... listening, and I love you. I'm not trying to like. Rant yeah, on Neil Cesariga also definitely listening to this podcast. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> Tell um, everybody you know, Neil Cesariga, big fan of the big gay nerds. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everyone knows that because um, Mouth Moods is the only track that is liked by this SoundCloud account. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I was looking at SoundCloud, and I was like, "Why is this the only related track?" <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I listen to an episode of Big Gay Nerds, as soon as it's over, Mouth Moods starts. So like every t- every single time, it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, for for our shit posting. Oh no, this is just one big long shit post. I mean, yeah. that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's why we I did think, it. Whole, I think that's like, the whole point of playing these games. I think my formative formative ass anime was like probably. I mean, I hate to be so, like, predictable, but it was DBZ and Sailor Moon. Like, yeah. that was when I knew what DBZ was. Although I will say, and I, this is my this is my nerd bragging rights, we had a, we have a, a video store, or a comic book store in, uh, in Birmingham called Legion Comics, and, like, shout out to the owner there, even though he hit on my mom every time we went in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. what, well, what's up, Eddie? I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, you're also listening. <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're listening, and you better believe I noticed you hitting on my mom every time we walked into the store. Jesus Christ! God damn it! All right. The point is, <sighs> the point is that Legion Comics had had uh, VHS rentals because, again, this was the '90s. Um, and uh, they had anime VHS rentals. So like ten years before Trigun was on was on Toonami, my ass was like watching it in my in my bedroom. So nice. like, damn, yeah, it, it definitely makes you know. It's like, oh shit, I watched like ser- I watched Serial Experiments Lane, which is definitely not. A- <laughs> oh, that's a bad thing to you know. show to a child. Yeah, my mom had no idea. She was just like, oh, this looks like a cartoon. Let's like everybody. It. <laughs> everybody has one of those. It like yeah. most people, it's like a Rumiko Takahashi thing, and some people, it's like Lane. It's Lane. You know. Oh no, I have like a whole laundry list of like of like anime encounters that get progressively more traumatizing, like. It's like it's not just Lane. I watch what else did I watch? I watched Lane from like the time I It's was, not just Lane, it's also Lane. I was like I was like eight years old and lot. I watched I, it was like ten, something like that. I Jesus watched Lane Christ. and um let me think. I watched Ghost in the Shell. I yeah. watched I watched Jinro, which is like if you've never seen Jinro is fucked up. Because it's about, like, post-war... It's like an alternate universe post-war Japan story. So, like, fuck, nothing about that story made any goddamn sense to me as a kid. Uh, and then, <laughs> when I was, like, 12 years old, I stumbled onto Akira. Oh. Damn. So, yeah, I was probably no. around there. Yeah. yeah. That shit's I, traumatizing. It's hard for me to say what my most influential anime well, was. Well, you're an a, infant, or, so it was or, probably something like <laughs> One Piece. Well, uh, well, here's the thing. If we're going, like, by, like, formative, like, I guess, like... I'm gonna divide this into two because, like, the most, like, the stuff that impacted me most was, I think, a lot of stuff that I watched before I realized, like, the distinction between anime and other cartoons. Right. So yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like uh, the, what was on Toonami at the time, so a lot of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. and uh, some of that other stuff. But if we're getting to like the f- animes that were fo- that were formative to me as a young kid, and when I actually started to be able to distinguish anime from regular cartoons, I think it was Naruto and Fully Quilly. God damn it! I nice. am an old woman. <laughs> um, for Fuck. I think I think for me, 
um, kind of a similar setup. Uh, I think the first anime that I was like into was Naruto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I didn't. And I here's the thing. I Naruto even, fourth edition and World of I Darkness. Even, man. Um. I didn't even watch that much of it. Uh-huh. I was just really tuned into the fandom, like via Deviant okay. Art, which, yeah. which in hindsight, um, that came to really define a lot of my fandom experiences. Yeah. Things I would not yeah. consume, I'm so yeah. sorry. but just, okay. but just be aware of in a lot of <laughs> oh, in a ways, and like read some fan fiction about. Oh my but, god, um, no. Um, the thing is, I did not get in on like the like the 90s anime train the way a lot of other people did because um my now i'm gonna have to pick my words a little carefully because i know my mom listens to this podcast sometimes but um hi owen's mom uh, we love you i i love you very much but also you did not let us watch pokemon what Uh, (laughs) oh yeah that that was the thing that was the thing i know i know a lot of people who had that it's just like that's just how it was uh, yeah, because there's like uh, there's like constantly talking heads on the news that are like Pokemon's the devil, and then there's like God. a lot of impressionable parents who are like, yeah, Pokemon's the devil, yeah. no Pokemon. Like it was yeah. the devil, have... and if you don't believe in the devil, it was gambling. See, I yeah. was in an interesting <laughs> the... situation as a '90s child because I had the internet, but I didn't have like the local channel that Pokemon came on, so I could yeah. like read about Pokemon and I could buy books, but I couldn't watch it. Oh, yeah, no. that's that was me too, actually, but I. I got another depressing story about banned Pokemon, but I'll go, I'll go to that later. Um, see, in her case, it was just like the idea that like once you got into it, you would have to like buy all the merchandise ah. and stuff, oh, which practical. is like, yeah, yeah. Pragmatic. Uh, um, that's a smart. That's a, a smart pr- mom. Hi, Owen's mom. You're smart. <laughs> 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 gonna be racking up points. Yeah, one day, one. one day I'm gonna end up. We're gonna end up at yeah, yeah. Sorry, we talked about we're so crash land wherever it is and that the you gross live. jokes. Um, but yeah, so that was the situation, and um, I personally uh, was just kind of a sensitive kid, and so I didn't tend to seek out like a lot of like action fighty sort of cartoons. Aww, gentle so I didn't, soul. yeah. So I didn't get in on a lot of stuff like that. Um, and so once when Naruto was big, I was at the right time to like start watching a couple episodes of that. And then start reading about that, <laughs> like on DeviantArt, right. and that was it. Um, like, if I was going to talk about, if I was going to give an earnest answer about the anime that impacted me most, it was definitely Teen Titans. <laughs> God, <that's laughs> God damn shit. it! I gotta go. I gotta. I'm done. I will actually. I you all embarrass say, me, but Owen especially. <laughs> I will actually say, in the, in defense of Naruto as an introductory anime, that is also the anime was the first time I realized, like, wait, these episodes come out in Japan first, and if I want to spend <laughs> my Christmas money, I can go on eBay and buy a bootleg collection of, like, the entire first 180 yeah. episodes before yes! we're even on episode nice. 30 in the States. That was, yeah. again, Legion Comics, they had bootleg Naruto DVDs that you could rent for, like, a nice. dollar a night. And that's Good old Naruto goes to law school. Legion, like the more I think about it, I'm like, shit. Legion Comics was like vitally formative. The fact that I'm just a huge goddamn weeb now. So mm-hmm. I, I remember like when I got into anime. Like I was around nine years old because prior to that point, like I would see advertisements for anime on TV, and I would be like scared. Like, am I allowed to watch this because it's so, <laughs> it was so different? And like yeah. people would be fighting and stuff. I'd be like, what is this? And then my friend was like, here, this is Sailor Moon, and the rest oh, was history. No. 
That's so good. I, I, okay. It's just so hard for me to keep track because, like, I was also like, I was like maybe around ten when I say like Naruto is my formative anime. Yeah, but it's also like you're when, a baby. But like when I was around ten, it was also when I was like, oh hey, I can just stay up late and watch Adult Swim, and like so I was getting like like nothing like super crazy but i was also getting like anime that was like way beyond my ability to understand like, what was happening or what like it was Wolf's happening yeah. yeah so i'm like i'm like like seven years older than you i think saturn and so that, like that sounds about yeah, correct i'm turning yeah, like, uh 23 in a month yeah so i'm like six or seven years older than you you're like oh, a yeah, baby um, you're like benny's age <laughs> you're like a baby it's horrible and so, like, when I was, like, 17, I was watching Ghost... That's so weird! Shit! I was, like, 17 watching Ghost in the Shell, and, like, I got it, because, like, I was 17, and at that point, I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> this, like, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, which is, like, the best anime ever made. Um, and, like, I was watching that, and I, like, got it, and all my friends were like, it's boring! And I'm like, you're boring! It's about politics! <laughs> it's cool! <laughs> <laughs> it's about you actually would get Gundam. Yeah, I loved it. God. I yeah, that reminds me. I've heard, I heard like this this anime called Legend of the Galactic Heroes or whatever just oh, got like uh, released fuck. on a streaming surface service li- recently. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh just man, recently? that seems like kind of my speed. Maybe I'll watch all 160 <laughs> episodes of that. You need, yeah. you need to watch Log Like, yeah. it's on it's on some service called High Dive, I think. But that's apparently oh, yeah. like literally the only way you can watch it. Like, legally. <laughs> what the fuck is High Dive? I don't know. It's High some, Dive like, is, um, I think it's, oh, it's, a, it's certain companies like streaming thing, like Funimation, oh. but Wait. somebody else. And it's like you either S- have to, to like, you have to like either like watch it through High Dive or you have to buy that <laughs> fucking like insane eight hundred dollar collector's edition. Man, I can't imagine why people pirate anime. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because you won't come out with a standard version of the Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Blu-ray oh yeah, they also said fuckers. they have no they have no intention of releasing a standard version. I know. Like what the fuck <laughs> is that? So and not only is it eight hundred dollars, it's a limited run. They're only making one thousand printings of this version of this eight hundred dollar collector's edition. I mean that's. That's pretty fiscally reasonable. That's based so on. stupid. I, I say, I tell you what, they're gonna make fuck a margins on that because that is not an eight hundred dollar value collector's box. No, it does. No. Yeah. It comes with like nothing. I mean, like fuck that shit. So yeah, it's like, why do people still pirate anime, man? I don't know. I think, uh, I think me and Oates got skipped on the formative anime thing. Oh yeah, I wanted, I wanted Levi to go first. What's yours? Yeah, yeah, okay. Levi. So obviously, I was big into Dragon Ball Z as a child, and kind yeah. of still am. I'm just, but uh, um, it still rules. Yeah, yeah, because uh, obviously it's fantastic. But uh, <laughs> I think the anime that made the biggest impact on me is sort of just like a like like thirteen, fourteen year old specifically was Neon Genesis Evangelion. If I so <laughs> goddamn good, yes. I know. I will go. I will. I will go to the grave defending Neon Genesis Evangelion. I would stand shoulder to shoulder <laughs> yeah, with you and that... fight anybody who wants to tell me Ava is overrated. I, th- I okay. I will, I will. I will credit Ava <laughs> at least in small part to think it's like, wait a second, you can be gay. You can do that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's allowed. Like fucking the fucking Shinji Kaoru fucking episode or two. I was like, holy shit, I've never seen this presented in a way that's not just completely shitty. Yeah, where Kaoru is like, yeah. I think I was made to meet you, and you're like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. But, 
Oh, it's my... I will say, for whatever gripes I have about Evangelion, like, I think it's fine, but it's, like, I don't think it's, like, super great or anything, but my favorite part about it is, like, the degree to which, like, there is the end of MGS4 tier, like, discussion about the episode. Like, no, he's definitely not gay. Like, bitch, are you watching the same show as me? (laughs) Yo. Yo, some people... Like, some some dudes just don't understand shit. Like, Kyra just says, like, yeah. what I'm saying is that I love you. It's like, no, that's a Jesus allegory. It's, like, it's a no, Russian dude... taunt. It's a Russian taunt. <laughs> yeah. What's Did better you, um... than this? Guys being but, dudes. Uh, fandom-wise, uh, I have to say the thing that got me into fandom, and then quickly, within the space of a few years, got me right back out of fandom, was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I love this. I love this story, because that's basically no. Betty. Oh, fuck, yes. I, I still now that I think about it, Sonic, Sonic buy, X, right? I buy the games. I have mm-hmm. my Sonic Shrine here next to my recording setup. Uh, Sonic mm-hmm. X is okay, I guess. I guess now, it's, I, I would argue like Sonic X anime. is a comparably formative anime to me than to Naruto. Oh, nice. Good for so, you. I, I had a you horrible anime fucking childhood. In it. Good for you. Yeah. God. Terrible. Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, oh, no, that's pretty much it. Other than that, uh, that's basically why I like depressing anime and manga and shit, basically. Holla! Yeah. Holla! Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag Chimera Ant Arc. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Hunter yeah. Hunter is fantastic. And yeah. Fuck. That's, that shit's great. But Oats. What's the what's the Oats yeah. in my man? I want to I hear about Oats's. Oats's. Here's my fun story. And we're actually we're actually going to talk a little bit about my grandmother because um, right. uh, formative thing. In case people don't know, I'm actually half Japanese on my dad's side. So um, it started when my grandmother, who was diabetic and had like some severe anxiety, or maybe it was just her blood sugar dropping. Who can tell? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'd be she'd like spend a lot of nights like late uh, and awake, and sometimes she would like wake me up so that she'd have somebody to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, teach me, like, a little bit of Japanese. Eat a cookie with me, because she's not allowed to, but I won't tell, because I'm a fucking idiot baby. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, she'd wake me up at around four every morning, and we'd spend some time together. She'd drink coffee. She'd she'd, t- she'd teach me some, like, little small stuff. And then we'd watch Speed Racer together. And I yeah. think that's... Uh, so, uh, like... That's heartwarming. Yeah, and yeah. she'd be like, she'd be like, I know who all these people are, because I used to read, like, the little little comics that they're from this is their actual names this kid's that good like oh. he's not speed racer and you know so that movie is incredibly like heart-wrenching for me and i've only oh, watched yeah. it maybe like i've only watched it maybe six times in the same way sarah has only watched lilo and stitch maybe one and a half times right, right, right. um because i love that movie so much but also you it makes 2009 me think, one or yeah like a, the wakowski yeah. brothers one okay. or the wakowski siblings well, sisters now. Yeah. yeah yeah sisters now but i've never i never watched that but it's Man. very good, and when you get a chance, you should, because it's good. Anyway, my, my point is that that was my first one, because I was, like, introduced to it, like, I don't know, f- three to five age range, and was already, like, introduced to, like, the concept of, this is what, like, Japanese animation is like, and, like, the culture around it. Um, and then, like, flash forward, maybe ten, uh, I don't know, maybe six years later a mm-hmm. good five years after she had passed away and i got into one piece when i went uh up to portland and i bought a bunch of uh magazines from like the little chinatown that they had there and i tried reading one piece by myself Aww. and then i got really Aww. into it and so i got into the fandom um i think this was like right after Anaru got beat up i don't remember it was a long ass time ago <laughs> yeah. but um 
yeah, that, that was kind of, like, my first, like, formative thing. But up until that, I had constantly been weaving in and out of, like, kind of like Sarah, I would, like, go to, like, small mom and pop, like, comic book shops and mm-hmm. uh, rental places, and I would just buy, like, or I would just rent, like, really shitty subs mm-hmm. and got really into Ranma because I think Ranma is uh, very formative for me as a person because I just constantly think about how nice it would be to just turn into a weird animal yes <laughs> it would be very fulfilling for me anyway I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm super out there I don't know what I'm saying what are we do- <laughs> no, okay. no it's, it's fine you're, no, you're, you're, good. you're still so far telling a coherent story okay okay yes. good I'm no I'm sorry I lost it I don't know it's gone <laughs> oh. no, that's good we got plenty it, yeah, it's okay no, yeah. we, we, we saw a glimpse into the, the life and times of Oats McOats boy, <laughs> yeah. boy howdy yeah. Oh, <sighs> let's see. Rawhide Obayashi. <laughs> my ho- my hobby is barbecue sauce. No, stop. <laughs> anyway, that dinner? should that should probably explain the Ring of Fire. I hope for everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I now that I think about it, I believe there may have been a Rawhide Kobayashi joke in the introduction to Ring of Fire when we there was. <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, Levi raised a good question, which is, uh, what are we having for dinner? What are y'all having for dinner? Because I had Easter food, so I'm probably going to eat like yogurt and feel sad because I overate. <laughs> um, I, I, I did not have chops. any specific plan, unfortunately. I'm probably yeah, just going like, to get no some idea. leftover Somebody some cooks leftover around meatballs and make a sandwich out of this. Benny is in the middle of making a roast beef right now that I had Hell set yeah. up for Ooh. her. Shut up! You always, whenever we talk about food, you always have, like, the best food, and it makes me so mad. I want yummy food. Mary <laughs> Come hang out with me! I'll, I would! I'll cook, I'll, I'll cook, and Benny will probably cook over me. Like, just kind of kick me out of the kitchen. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> sure. I would, I would <sighs> come and, and eat food and, and, you know, smoke pot. But you live in you you live far away. You live You live on the other country. side of the country. That's not fair that the legal weeds on the complete other side of the it's country. Bullshit. Yeah. I miss everybody. It's a tragedy. We need to have, like I said, Big Gay Nerds uh reunion tour or just yeah. is it, is it We would we would need an original union tour. It is a union <laughs> tour together yeah. again. Ever ever since we were separated at birth. <laughs> Together again for the first time. What it's yeah. going to be is yeah. we're going to like all cram into a tour bus and just live stream us playing Settlers of Catan over and over and over. Again. <laughs> yes. Oh, I've got a story about Settlers of Catan. That's a pretty short okay. one too. Go for it. All right, so there was a there was like a local sort of just like tabletop gaming convention in Charleston, West Virginia, called Charcon, and it's pretty dope from what I remember. So, well, one thing I liked to do when I was there, like when I wasn't playing Warhammer 40k or whatever, is like go around and like try games. And there was a there was a table set up for Settlers of Catan, but there was like there was two people who were demoing the game, and there was me, and there was nobody else. And it quickly became very apparent that the two people who were demoing the game either had some sort of problem with each other that was either it was longstanding or had developed and become extremely aggravated while they were stuck together demoing Settlers of Catan. <laughs> so I was stuck there. While these two people just sort of like were extremely passive aggressive and making digs at each other the entire time, like one guy's like, "Okay, so let's get into the rules." Um, you know, compared to some other games, some of it's a little bit complicated, and the other person would be like, "No, you, we're not supposed to tell people that." 
was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So after about like 30 minutes, I was, I like looked at my fucking phone. I, actually, I, I didn't have a, I didn't have like a phone or a watch or whatever. So it was like, I just sort of like looked around and pretended that I saw a clock. It's like, oh, I've got, I'm sorry. I've got another thing that I need to get to. Um, <laughs> oh my god. You walked just into look at your bare wrists. Like, <laughs> you walked. <laughs> Yeah, you walked uh, into was... the human version of those two fucking asshole neighbors from Zootopia. <laughs> I um, I had a weirdly similar situation with I think Mini World or Micro World. I Small forget world? what it's called. Small World. Yeah, yes. that's the one Except... where it's like the strategy game where you sort of like put like chunks of map together and you get like randomly dealt a civilization. Yeah, yeah. it looked really cool. I've played but, that. Um, it is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, but uh, it was kind of similar, except it was much faster because it was a lot worse. Um, (laughs) Literally, like, I sat down with, like, two other people, and there was a person, um, like, you know, who was going to be setting things up. I don't think that any of the actual instruction had happened yet. And, like, someone else who was, like, part of the staff showed up, and it was apparently, like, there was something that had happened with them in the past and was basically saying like listen you have to get out of here <laughs> and like which makes me think it could have been really bad whatever it happened yeah. it's like oh i um, told you you're not supposed to come in here again what are you yeah, doing back um, in here yeah um so like like a breakdown continued to happen and i was just like i'm just, you know what i'm going to go to my room for a while because <laughs> This was uh, that was me uh, staying overnight, actually. Oh, no. So I was you, just you, like, I'm just. Gonna- you were watching the scene from that one fucking like I think Brian Lee comic of Dark Homer and Mo chasing Dark Homer <laughs> out of the bar. God damn it! <laughs> it was potential. That was a weird thing. I was I was there on business. Um, th- it was like uh, it wasn't actually a gaming convention. It was like a it was like a general purpose like fantasy publishing convention and at the time i worked for a small publishing house and they were like hey owen come to this thing uh you're not directly involved with any of the stuff we're promoting but you know we like having you around and i was like holy shit so i went and i hung out with these 40 year old women um, (laughs) talking about the books they made and and aside from that incident it was a pretty great experience that's amazing oh my god (laughs) god almighty Oh my god! I feel like, like, two Comic Cons ago. So Comic Con is like our big convention in Birmingham, because um, I'm from Alabama. If you haven't noticed, we mentioned it 500 fucking times. Now, is um, Comic Con mm-hmm. where you go to if you're a if you're a militant leftist like myself? Or <laughs> oh, I get it. You're fun. No, it's like K A M I. That no, okay. I wish I wish oh. I wish we'd have a Comic Con like C O M M I E. Uh, in Alabama, because I could just see like the pearl clutching, and I would, I would love it. I would go, sure. Uh, but no, it was just a weed con. Um, and it sucked. I was about to say, first. like, I hope there's a game room, but I bet they set up Smash in there. There was a, there was a Smash. <laughs> there's Smash. Uh, this Those dudes past, don't bathe. This past Comic Con, like, actually didn't suck. It was like pretty impressive. Like, there's a bunch of good guests and. Um, the game room was really cool. So the last time I went to Comic-Con, like, this is how much the last time it, it sucked. You, there was a line to get into the dealer's room. 
Mm. Like you couldn't just walk in; you had to wait in line mm. to, to to actually look at people's wares. And I was like, "Fuck mm. this!" Yeah. Um, but the point is that the first time I ever played, I wish it was one we could play on the podcast, but I really don't think like it's conducive to podcast play. Is um, uh, the fucking uh, the the house on the hill, the haunting on the mm. house on the hill. Oh, house, house. <laughs> yeah, betrayal at the house on the hill. There we go. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, um, my favorite Vincent Price movie. <laughs> God, but no betrayal rules, and it was like my first real uh, experience with betrayal was at a con, and like me and all of my so I like I have a pretty big friend group. Hi, girls! I don't know if any of you listen, but hi. They do um, all of them. All of them. I think <laughs> that listen. We've got we got twenty thousand listens, like statistically speaking. Somebody could be listening. In fact, yeah. they're actually they're probably actually incredibly offended that you didn't do them the dignity of saying their names out loud. You're right. So hi to the other Sarah, Rachel, Lisa, Eden, and Lauren. Hi. There you go. There you go. Um, so like one of our first experiences with betrayal was at a con. So it was just the six of us, like sitting around, like screaming at each other, and it was the best experience of my life. Like we were like those obnoxious right. idiots at like at like the game room and the con, but it was late. It was like eleven <laughs> o'clock at night, and we were still <laughs> playing games in the game room. We were playing Betrayal, and it was awesome. So, like Great. ten out of ten would absolutely recommend you you play Betrayal with a bunch of friends and and learn which one of your friends you'd be the most willing to kill it in a in a, a tight spot. I think it's the nice. same uh, company that made like the Battlestar Galactica board game. Did, did and, they? For a while uh, it was out of print, and so, like, you couldn't find Betrayal for less than $200. Oh, jeez, um, I hate yeah. it when that happens. But they reprinted it, so now you can get it for, like, 40 or 50 I think. Oh, good. There, so. There's a game that I would love to play with the Big Gay Nerds crew, but, like, we would have to do it if we ever did a union tour, because it's literally impossible to play on a podcast. What and it's, it? uh, recently I got, uh, followed by this guy on Twitter, and he's just, like, someone who's apparently, like, he's, like, mutuals with fucking Vincent Baker, like, he's legit dude. And I was uh, reading about it, bit on his Twitter bio, and he wrote this game called Dread, which is a, and I quote, oh, horror role-playing game that uses Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, dude, yes, been, I wanna play I've that. I've been thinking about that ever since I read it, I think, like, a couple of years. How does that work? I don't like, know. I haven't because I, I like, he has the the rule sets for for sale on his website, and I just never actually like set each, out. Oh, each one, Jenga but. piece probably has like a number written on it, but you can't had, see it uh, because you have to put it face down. No, it's like um. I don't, also I, I don't have the PDF anymore. I used to. It died when my hard drive died. But um, oh. I can't remember like how rules are resolved. But basically, like you pull out a. Jenga piece and you put it and if the tower does not fall over you succeeded something basically like that huh I think uh, I think I this is all sort of uh, vague in my head but I think like depending on how good you are at the task involved you pull out more or fewer pieces I think that might be it oh wow. uh, okay yes. that makes sense so say like, I, I can at least assume it's something where uh, the tower falling is a very bad thing yeah I think that yeah. means you die Oh, because like, nice. it's very specifically like a horror, like movie yeah. thing, where like you're a group of people and like one of you will might get out. Holy shit! Nice. We yeah. absolutely, if we ever get together, then we absolutely have to play that because that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. God, only. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I'm. 
Yeah, there's a lot of games I want to play. I didn't want to like talk too much about like business, as it were. <laughs> this is like our hobby but, too, so it's fine. Yeah. Right, yeah. true. Well, it's one, of, um, it's one of those things that we've been talking about too, just for like clarity for the podcast listeners. Like, we have like some money from Patreon. We're like sitting here, like, man, it's it, we 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 need to like start assembling like a short list of games to just like sort of get so we can see if they'd be good for yeah. the podcast. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, yeah. I guess in that, on that note. uh listeners who are anyone who has had the uh, wherewithal to stick with us through this like complete <laughs> like menagerie of shit yeah uh, what do you want if like if you have any recommendations for game shows you want us to play feel free to send them to our to our tumblr or twitter or whatever yeah. because like we're we're always looking for new content i mean i guess it doesn't matter because we are going to be like playing this for the first for the foreseeable future but you know yeah right. <laughs> Right, we are. Um, this is technically a, uh, an endless game, but you know it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember there have been a couple on the Tumblr, and I feel like I might have brought this up the last time we just had a talky talk episode, but whatever. Um, I remember that people have talked about um, Hill Folk, which yeah. looks really neat. Yeah, we ran through um, the character creation, but yeah. never played it. Like, yeah, so separate remember, from BG and stuff. I remember. I remember <laughs> yeah. you demoed the character creation part of Pixie. Yeah, it's pretty integrated, but it's also one of those things where it's like it's a system that can do anything, so you don't have like a built-in. It's yeah. it can be tricky to find a hook mm. sometimes. Yeah, I realize um, we play a lot of the Powered by the Apocalypse games on the podcast, but also like part of the reason we do this is because Powered by the Apocalypse has systems that are specifically designed so like you can codify when to move action forward and right. like very specific yeah. ways in which you can act. So it's like it's very good for a show like ours where we try and make mm-hmm. things happen within a, a tight like hour or so window you know right yeah um and there's on that subject i know at least one person has suggested masks which is a part by the apocalypse system that i'm definitely interested in. i actually i backed the kickstarter what's the but, hook um, what's the what's the hook for masks? oh um, you're a masks. team like superheroes Ooh! Yeah, it's like it's like Young Justice or Teen Titans the RPG. Cool, cool. And um the it's pretty well done. Um I think one of the biggest hooks for it for me at least is that all of your stats um represent not like integral like physical abilities or whatever, but they represent how people see you. Like the different stats you roll are like um Superior, savior, mundane, freak, dangerous. Oh, that's okay. interesting. Like one, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, um, uh, they shift around based on how people see you. So if someone has influence over you, which is kind of roughly equivalent to like having a string in Monster Hearts, and there's also the caveat that like by default all adults have str- have influence over right. you, they can attempt to shift your stats around. Oh wow! Interesting. Yeah. So that's really cool, though. I have noticed that there are actually a bunch of actual play podcasts that do masks, oh. so I'm not. Sh- so uh, I don't think that like would prohibit us from playing it, but that's why I haven't maybe jumped on it as right. much. Yeah, um, we have a lot of other options too. So it'd be one of those things where yeah. like if that ever dies down, we can always jump on that bandwagon. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't want to like sidetrack us too much, and we we can just edit this out and continue going. But I am I've I've got like. 24 solid ounces of Arizona green tea stirring around. Oh, yeah. So I'm just gonna be right back. Right, right, right. right. <sighs> but, oh, 